I reckon the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, is true. I do. I know it's true for me because I'm the kind of person who is a bit thick sometimes and I don't get it when people are explaining complicated things and instructions to me. You'll often hear me saying things like, please, can you just draw me a picture or draw me a diagram? I don't I actually can't understand what you're saying. It's a good thing we don't all have the same learning style as me, but um, many of us use pictures maybe, pictures, diagrams to capture special moments. I have, uh, I have this iPhone and uh, on my iPhone is a camera and you wouldn't believe how many snapshots I take with this thing. I'm always taking photos of stuff with it. Maybe you've got one too. Because a picture can ca- capture a special time or a moment and we can hang on to it. The problem for me is that I always forget to cycle through all the pictures I've taken on my iPhone and actually look at them so I don't get to enjoy them. Now, not everyone uses an iPhone or a smartphone, I understand that. Some people use digital cameras, some people use video cameras, Um, other people uh, use a film camera. Anyone here got a film camera still that they use? Yeah, hands go up, good stuff. Good on you. Film cameras were great if you remembered to develop your film. If you forgot to do that, then you missed out because even though they may end up pictures uh, gathering dust in a photo album, slotted in on a shelf somewhere, you had that opportunity when you went down to Kodak or Fuji or whatever the name of the shop was to, to pick up your, uh, your, your photos when they'd been developed. And you had that opportunity before they got ran back on the shelf to actually relive those experiences again and look at the photos and it was a real joy. I remember doing that. It was great. We capture moments, don't we? It's the moment she said, I do, or it's the moment the doctor said, it's a girl or it's a boy. That moment in time you captured the first steps of your child, the joy of graduation when you finish school. Many of you guys may have iPhones or smartphones or or just a phone, they've all got cameras on them these days. Come graduation time when you finally finish school, you might find yourself actually all getting in the photos and uh, capturing happy snaps of graduation because you want to remember it. It's a time to remember. The first relationship, the once in a lifetime family reunion or that perfect holiday shot that you got and you captured it in a frame so that you could remember it forever. If only, if only we could stay in those moments, if only life could just stop so we could continue to hang out there for a little while, if only we could stay. Peter, James and John said that same thing as they stood absolutely gobsmacked and dazzled at what they'd just witnessed up on that mountain. They wanted to stay on that mountain with Jesus, but they couldn't. Jesus couldn't stay on the mountain either. And so today I want to journey with you to that mountain again, with Jesus and those first disciples, to actually see, see with uh, you a preview of glory. You never know, we might just find ourselves saying the same thing, if only, if only we could stay here. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves And there he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. And just there then appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus and Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them and a voice An audible voice came out of the cloud and said, This is my son whom I love and with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. 
And when the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. Peter, James and John were three men who were very close to Jesus. They witnessed events that no other disciple on earth got to see. They were the three men who were with Jesus when he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. Peter, James and John were the three who went deeper into the Garden of Gethsemane on Maundy Thursday to pray just that little bit longer with Jesus. Peter was asked by Jesus to get out of the boat and walk on water. A moment, an image I'm sure was captured on uh, Peter's uh, brain. If you remember, he began to sink and called out, Lord, save me. Something that, a moment that would be burned on his mind's eye forever. Jesus, in anguish, looked down from the cross at John, saying, here is your mother, as he entrusted the care of his mother Mary to the disciple John, the disciple the Bible says Jesus loved. Now, these three guys have another opportunity to go with Jesus to a special place, another opportunity to see something incredible and amazing, a preview of heavenly glory that would be engraved and captured in their minds forever. And so Jesus led them up that mountain where he was transfigured before them and where his face shone like the sun and where Luke's Gospel says his clothes were whiter than any person on earth could bleach them. And if it wasn't enough, Moses, the great leader of God's Old Testament people, and Elijah, the very one taken to heaven alive, by the way, he didn't die, he was taken to heaven alive in a chariot of fire that took him up and up into the sky he went. Heroes of the faith from the Old Testament appeared talking with Jesus. I'm exhausted already. The Bible's certainly not boring. There's all this stuff going on. And now in the middle of it all going on, Peter can't help himself. He can't help himself. He's just got to open his mouth. And we know Peter pretty well, don't we? Peter wasn't a shy shy bloke. Peter was more than happy to be the first one to speak, even in situations where it might have been better just to zip it up and stay quiet a little bit longer. Peter was the first disciple to say, Never, Lord, do you have to suffer. Peter was the one to swing his sword in the Garden of Gethsemane, cutting off the guard's ear. Peter opened his mouth in the courtyard on Friday morning, denying his saviour three times. But here is Peter again saying, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll put up three shelters, one for you and Moses and Elijah. And while Peter didn't always think before he spoke, can we really blame him here? At this moment, surrounded by the glory of God with Jesus, Moses and Elijah, they were in a good place. They were in a good place. After all, on that mountain, they were high, far away from all the trouble and difficulties of the valley down below. Far away. If only they could stay on that mountain, Jesus, who they'd grown to love so much, wouldn't have to go down the mountain, down to Calvary's cross. They would not have to face the struggles and the difficulties of the days ahead, really tough times. For just a few moments, if only they could stay in that perfect moment. And I think it's fair to say, friends, that you and I, we may may have said something just like Peter. To be alone with Jesus, it would be nice to capture that moment, wouldn't it? I think it would be. If only we could escape the heartache. If only we could escape the physical and mental drain of all the tough things we would love to avoid in our daily lives. 
If only we never had to see another credit card bill or a disconnection notice. If only we could escape the ugly fights and the ugly arguments at home. If only we could think before we speak. If only we could silence the crying and the fighting of the people that we love. If only our bodies would work the way they're supposed to. If only our bodies would look the way that we want them to look. If only things would just be the way we want them to be. If only we could stay in this perfect mountain moment on the mountain with Jesus. But we can't stay there. We have to come down. But before we do, God reaches down from heaven and reminds us of one very important thing. He says, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. He touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. Now comes some of the most amazing moments in this story. To these disciples, terrified people who have messed up, just like you and I have, Jesus, the glorious God of all, comes over and does something so very simple, but at the same time, remarkable. Remarkable. He touches them. He touches them. Simple. And as their eyes slowly rise up, as they lift up their heads, he tells them to get up. He tells them exactly what they need to hear and he tells us exactly what we need to hear here today as well. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Why don't we need to be afraid? Because we walk down this mountain with Jesus to another mountain, which is the mountain of the cross of Calvary. That's why we don't need to be afraid. It was there Jesus would pay for sin, the sin that causes fear. It was at Calvary that Jesus paid for all of our spiritual weakness, for all the times we fail to realise and appreciate the glory of Jesus and instead look for our own glory and to what the world defines as glorious. Where every sin that you and me have ever committed was paid for, it was paid for on the mountain at Calvary. And come back here on the 24th of April this year and see for yourself that he didn't stay in the grave after his death. Instead, he shattered the power of death and he now guarantees that our sins are wiped away and that we will share in his glory forever. Because of his walk down the mountain to die for us and rise for us, we have a glorious Saviour. So if you're here today and you hurt, and many of us hurt, then take comfort that you have a glorious Saviour who knows your pain and who reaches out to you in love. Do you worry? We have nothing to worry about because you have a glorious Saviour who knows every moment of your life and promises to walk with you down the mountain. Are you burdened by pressures? Are you burdened by demands? Are you burdened by uncertainties in life? Well, you too have a glorious Saviour who will carry you through them all and give you strength as you walk down the mountain with Jesus. If you think that your problems will never end, then there is good news. They will end in a fashion more glorious, more amazing than our minds can ever comprehend. Because of our glorious Saviour, we will be glorious one day too. We don't ask ourselves anymore if only we could stay on this mountain with Jesus. We can't. We have no reason to stay. We have work to do. We have a journey to take with Jesus. We have eternal hope that's real. We have eternal hope that is for you, each one of you. If only we could stay with our Saviour. Here's what we do know. 
There isn't a day or a moment that goes by where we're separated from his love. Technology or a photo, they just can't capture promises of that magnitude. An iPhone, a smartphone, you name it, a digital camera, you just can't capture those kinds of promises. They're too big. Maybe the exception today is the picture we see of Jesus glorified on the mountain. Maybe today the exception is the picture we see of Calvary's cross where our glorious Saviour went to die for our sins. I don't know about you, but I think that's a picture worth way more than a thousand words. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds safe in Christ Jesus our Lord, our glorious Saviour. Amen.